And we're back for another edition of Inside Career Technical Education. I'm Ann Baldwin, one of your hosts, and today I am joined by... Jim Beloga, President and CEO of Porter and Chester Institute. And a part-time announcer. I don't know about that. You do. You have a great announcing voice. You think so? Broadcast voice, yeah. Okay. I've worked in this industry for a long time, and you've got it, man. Okay. All right. So um, this is going to be a, a very interesting podcast because here in Connecticut, obviously, things have just been all over the place with COVID. And our governor, Governor uh, Ned Lamont, has formed a workforce commission. So what these people do, and Cindy Bigelow is one of them, Bigelow T., which is right here in Connecticut. It's interesting. We did, I do another podcast and she was one of our guests on that, a great lady. And um, some CEOs uh, from manufacturing and a lot of different people from different industries. But the bottom line here is that our governor is saying, which we should have been saying all along, that we really need to upskill folks so they can get out there and continue a career that might have been lost. Maybe they worked in the restaurant industry, which has been so sadly impacted by COVID. This we should look at, Jim, really as an opportunity. No, absolutely. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, we've uh, we viewed, uh, you know, technical education, you know, as a critical element to the higher ed uh, platform of opportunity for um, for prospective students and, and the communities that, uh, you know, we live in, we live in, go to work in every day. And, uh, you know, all, all of our educational programs, uh, really help, uh, the Connecticut economy, um, function each and every day. And, you know, our governor wrote an introductory letter to this report that has come out and these deadlines are now for December of 2021. But in the letter, uh, he wrote, and I quote, um, that this plan really is a roadmap to achieve goals that include growing the state's economy and giving residents equitable, lifelong pathways to career advancement that also meet the needs of employers. So this is a two-way street. This is not only getting trained in the technical trades, which you do at Porter and Chester, but this is also an asset to all of the employers out there who are looking for people in manufacturing, who are looking for people in plumbing, in cosmetology, in auto, in, in healthcare. I mean, across the board, there's a huge need for these type of skills. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, every week we have employers calling our campuses uh, looking for, you know, specific jobs that they have available that have been available for a while that they're looking to fill. And um, back in the pre-COVID days, uh, when we uh, had on-campus career fairs, I mean, we'd have anywhere from, you know, uh, 40, 50 to, you know, 70, 80 employers show up to career fairs where, you know, it was basically a two-hour window of time where our students got a chance to interact with, you know, up to 80 employers. And um, some of them were interviewed right there on the spot, hired right on the spot. Yes. Um, you've, you've attended some of those. And, I have. Yeah. And, and, and I was really impressed not to interrupt you, but you know, you think about it, uh, Mohegan Sun was there. Um, Foxwoods was there. Electric Boat, um, Gengris Motors, um, Hartford Healthcare. And I, I'm just, there's just too many to name, but the high caliber of people looking for these high caliber employees it, it's just such a good fit. It's such a good match. And that's one of the things that you really strive for at Porter and Chester is that not do you only get your technical education, but hopefully there's a good job waiting for you at the end of that. 
Yeah, I know. I mean, I think if you look at our, again, at our mission statement, our mission statement is to, you know, basically help committed students uh, uh, get technical and professional skills that, you know, are essential for their chosen career. And they, they get to do it in an industry, industry model lab environments that, you know, we've designed in, in concert with folks uh, in the real world who uh, have uh, given us suggestions on what would be most advantageous for somebody who would be an entry level uh, person going into um, a new career. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think again, um, it's a, it's an opportunity for uh, for the residents in in Connecticut. I mean, we've been doing this for almost seventy five years now. Right, proven uh, track record. Um, and um, you know, and again, I think uh, uh, the the healthcare workers, the IT workers, the skilled trade workers. Uh, you know, um, you know, all, you know, the automotive workers, I mean, all these industries that we, we touch upon have, um, employers who uh, have a, an employee base that, uh, they're either growing and they need additional employees or they have an employee base that's, uh, reaching retirement age and, and they need to replace those, those folks. And, and I think what's happened historically is that, you know, many, um, prospective students have, you know, gone the traditional a uh, four-year uh, college route, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but there is a mismatch, um, uh, you know, at these companies where they need uh, uh, employees with different skills. They don't need um, necessarily um, an individual, um, uh, you know, with a, with a college degree per se, because it's just not required for the job. Right. And we're talking about uh, Governor Lamont's uh, Workforce Commission, and they put out their initial kind of cover letter, if you will, as they continue to work through this um, through December of 2021. And uh, Garrett Moran, who is the um, chairman of this particular commission, he also wrote in his report that, you know, a lot of people have lost lower wage um, jobs. And that's because of this pandemic. And the reality is that many of those jobs aren't going to come back, Jim. So if you're sitting there waiting to think, well, it's not going to be much longer until this world opens back up, we don't know. It's the unknown. But what we do know, as you just mentioned, is that essential workers are needed for good paying jobs. So now, instead of looking at this like, what do I do? Um, look at this as an opportunity to get upskilled and move on. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's uh, it's a huge opportunity for folks, and and I do think this uh, uh, pandemic, you know, will change how we, um, you know, work, live, um, socialize, all all those things that we've historically done, you know, in a pre-COVID way. It's going to change post-COVID, and you know, and and and, and I think that uh, folks have to, you know, slowly wrap their head around. It's a massive change, and you know, again, it's it's you know very you know if you think about other really really big events that have happened you know in our country or in our communities, you know, generally there's this big event, and we try to rationalize it, and once we sort of get our head around it, and we put in new you know process and protocol, etc., you know, that we then all slowly get comfortable with this new this new sort of environment, and um, yeah, and I would just you know I would say that. Uh, you know, again, you know, the last time you, you look for, you know, you're, when you're looking for a plumber or you're looking for an electrician or you need a, a, some HVAC help or, you know, you're trying to, um, you know, put some home control systems in your house and you need a little bit of help from, a, you know, an electronic system tech, um, you know, and then, then obviously, you know, on the healthcare side, the IT side, you know, the automotive side, I mean, you know, many of these industries, I'm just going to go back, have, have an aging workforce. And uh, the workforce needs to be replaced by, um, you know, 
I would say, younger, uh, up-and-coming individuals. Right. And the practical nursing component, too. And we should also mention that you've kept your campuses safe. Uh, a lot of the blended learning, where a lot of it is online, but yet again, uh, let's say, for example, practical nursing, uh, they're still going into the labs, they're getting the hands-on experience, as with auto and plumbing and, and CAD and cosmetology, and did I leave anybody out? Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like our computer networking and our CAD programs have, have moved um, all online. Yeah, online right now. And, and they can, we can accommodate their, um, you know, their, their learning um, environment that way. Um, but, uh, you know, in, in terms of, you know, like you said, plumbing, um, HVAC, electrical, electronics, they're all uh, coming on campus in our industry model lab environments. Um, our automotive students are doing the same thing. They're coming on to our industry modeled um, automotive uh, labs. And, uh, and then with regards to, you know, healthcare, um, the healthcare uh, uh, educational programs are, are um, obviously balancing sort of the on camp, the on ground lab at our campus with, um, you know, either some clinical or some externship sites and those, you know, those, and we're having to sort of manage through that because again, with COVID, um, you know, I would say it's a, it's a day by day, week by week, um, uh, sort of a event, uh, that we have to plan for. And, uh, you know, some of the things that we have done is we've, we've tried to introduce, um, uh, some more simulation software that allow students to, um, get exposure to the everyday, um, uh, sort of uh, uh, normal, uh, uh, I won't say transactions, but activities that happen in in a clinical environment or in a lab environment, and um, you know, in particular, we just you know bought ten high fidelity mannequins um, for our practical nursing program, and our other healthcare programs will use them as well. But um, uh, you know, that's that's how we're trying to be innovative in 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 helping our students get through you know our educational programs, given the. Uh, you know, the, the, the lack right now or the, or the inconsistent, inconsistently available um, you know, clinical sites. We should also mention this is a great opportunity if you have worked in the industry and you're looking to kind of give back and maybe teach. Um, so plumbing instructors, uh, healthcare workers, sure. uh, you, across all of your programs, you're always looking for instructors and people who, you know, are good with teaching the trade. I mean, you've got to know what you're doing and what you're teaching. So who better to teach than somebody who's done it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, uh, yeah, for folks who, who might be in the industry and, and for whatever reason are deciding that they would like to, you know, give back to their trade or to their industry, um, teaching is a great way to do it. And, um, you know, I think, um, uh, for at least for, from my perspective, uh, it, it's, uh, it's amazing to me how much more relevant material can become, uh, from somebody who is, um, instructing you, uh, who's actually done it. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think, um, my experience, uh, as an accounting major was, um, you know, you read a lot of books and you really didn't quite understand how it all worked. And then once you actually went into the field as an apprentice, um, and started working, um, all of a sudden lights started to click, right. you know, and, um, and, you know, I was fortunate enough to early in my career to, uh, teach some uh, accounting classes. And, um, it was, it was amazing to me, um, how much more relevant everything became after it was reinforced, um, in a hands-on environment. So absolutely. And, you know, I was just talking to your plumbing instructor who's been with Porter and Chester for years 
over at your Rocky Hill campus. And, you know, he, he explained to me how he set up this classroom. You know, you've got the toilets, you've got the appliances, you've got all these different things. I'm not sure exactly what they're called, but that you would really encounter in the real world once you get into the plumbing industry. And he said, I just love teaching. I love these students. I love to see them evolve. And what I love more is when they come back and, you know, they've been working in the field and they get great jobs, you know, and back to this governor's report, you know, there really is an urgency. Yeah. You know, we could head into a recession. Uh, Employment is key, I would assume for everybody. Um, So, this is an opportunity to not be part of the narrative of how COVID has brought people down and still get out there and still work in a safe environment and learn, more importantly, learn in a safe environment. Yeah, no, I think uh, I like I like your message of being positive and trying to, um, you know, take, you know, take advantage of a, a situation that I think is pretty tough for you know, a lot of mm-hmm. folks. Um, and, uh, you know, and again, I, I, I would encourage folks to, you know, think outside the box and, and use this as an opportunity. I mean, we now have, you know, blended or hybrid learning, which, which means the lectures online and the labs are on ground. So, you know, I think folks have more flexibility to get through an educational program now, mm-hmm. whereas, you know, before, if you were working and you had to physically come to a campus, you know, you know, about three, four five days a week, um, you know, and balance a family or, or balance, you know, your family, um, you know, family members, um, work, um, all the other things that we're doing, um, in this day and age, uh, with school, it's, 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 it's difficult. It is. And some of the programs have day and evening options. So there is more flexibility as Jim mentioned. So all you need is a high school diploma or an equivalent, um, GED, that works too. And the best way to get started is to go to the website because everything you need is right there. And that website address is porterchester.edu. That's porterchester.edu. So we, um, we appreciate you being along for this conversation. Hopefully we've given you at least something to think about and maybe inspired you to take on a new career. I always told my daughter, I wish she would have been a plumber. Can you imagine I would have loved that, but it didn't happen. She got into real estate. That's okay, too. So Jim Beloga, president and CEO, Porter and Chester Institute. Another great conversation. Thank you for being part of it. Thank you. And thank you for listening to this edition of Inside Career Technical Education.